I'm Dalu Shankalin. Welcome to MU Channel. You have tuned in to the talk show of MU Channel. And today here we will be talking about the history of broadcasting in India. So I'll be taking you down the history of broadcasting in India. Radio broadcasting was first introduced by amateur radio clubs in Calcutta, Bombay and also in Madras. The first license given for broadcasting was given on Feb 23, 1922. The radio club of Calcutta was the first to start functioning in 1923, followed by Madras Presidency Radio Club uh, exactly after one year. Then, however, the financial difficulties uh, uh, from both the broadcasting company forced them to come together in 1927 to form the Indian Broadcasting Company Limited. Uh, in short, it was also called the IBC. However, this also drastically failed in the year 1930, and exactly after two years, in 1932, government took over broadcasting. The first government-run broadcasting setup was called the Indian State Broadcasting Service (ISBS), uh, which was started by Lionel Felder as its controller. And remember, Lionel Felder—he is also the person who—he is also the first controller of AIR. So then, it was set up in the Department of Industries and Labor in the, and later renamed as AIR in. June 1936. So it's quite interesting how Lionel Felder changed the name from uh, Indian State Broadcasting Service to AIR. Uh, when we read his uh, autobiography, which uh, which he wrote, uh, it was mentioned that he wanted to change the name ISBS uh, to AIR because he thought it's too formal. The ISBS is too formal, and also he thought that the the word broad broadcasting is so unpronounceable for the Indian society those days. Then uh, he put up this issue in the secretariat, and uh, there were immense number of opposition who. Did not agree with this idea of changing the names, and uh, uh, thought that ISBS is completely fine and uh, does not need to change at all. But however, he felt that you know he has to change it and uh, do something simpler and do uh, something which is easier to pronounce. So he didn't know whom to approach. So he approached the the then viceroy of India, Lord Lilinklow. So with the help of uh, Lord Lilinklow, uh, in a in a banquet, he approached Lord Lilinklow. Simply uh, said, "I needed your help." So uh, he kind of like you know was happy to help him. Then he offered his suggestions, and then he also said uh, suggested Air India Radio. So he uh, he gave the credit to him as well. But uh, Lionel Felder was the man responsible for uh, the creation. Of Air India Radio, which is AIR, so um, that's how the AIR was the AIR, uh, AIR was born. Then the <clears throat> the first news bulletin introduced in 1936, uh, but uh, World War II necessitated the growth of a national network and also the external service and uh, installation of high power transmitters. Uh, to expand the coverage, so during the World War, uh, as many as 27 bulletins were broadcast each day, which is quite an upward number if you think about it now. Then the AIR was transferred to Department of Information and Bureau, which is INB, in 1946. Then the radio all over the world. 
uh, we know was controlled by the propagandists and then uh, same story was in India too then it was a British imperialism's propaganda machine they were using it uh, as a machine <clears throat> for themselves then the Quit India movement had no access to either a radio or the newspapers the public did not have access to newspapers radio the newspapers were heavily censored and um, so a group of young Congress freedom fighter uh, to take some names that we have come across uh, it's uh, Usha Mehta, Vital Das Kakkar, Chandrakant Javedkar came up with the idea of underground radio so they launched their short line radio on September 3rd 1942 then it was a portable radio stations uh, then to escape from the British the portable radio was moving here and there and then they were taking it from place to place but um, it was known that it is it was based in Mumbai itself then uh, however soon the clever British government took win of the underground uh, broadcast center and then the young radio enthusiasts were soon um, arrested and they were put on trials then they were put on trials for five years three years like that different different years for uh, different people then the, because they believe that you know it hampered their it hampered their work and then it hampered a war too so and then uh, they ended the national this uh, lone attempt uh, you know to challenge the official of AIR version of the freedom struggle and uh, on the eve of uh, independence AIR had yet to have a truly national network only with some six stations located at Delhi Bombay Calcutta um, Chennai Lucknow and um, Lucknow and Tiruchirappalli so they came up in the form of pilot stations and low power transmitters installed near them in the states and linguistic areas which knew no broad broadcasting at all then uh, within a couple of years then in the 25 stations had stood uh, started functioning and the sales picked up uh, however the price were so unaffordable for the rural class uh, those days because it used to be very expensive then the, the uh, introduction of commercial channel Vivid Bharati in 1957 uh, further increased the interest and popularity of radio as a mass communication medium so uh, this is how uh, the, the history of broadcasting is from the beginning till how people started recognizing the um, uh, the radio as a mass communication medium and in the beginning we have uh, seen that uh, government was never in favor of the uh, broadcasting uh, because they thought it was the vested interest of the businessman and then because and also um, uh, to mention a little bit during those days there were huge number of uh, business uh, failure which was rescued by Leona Filder during the, uh, that during those times in Mumbai so they thought they were never interested in it but still they came in and they took over uh, broadcasting in 1930 again and then they started uh, producing their own um, bulletins and then uh, we also see that you know radio all over the world was used by the propagandists and also here uh, the same uh, story here in India too it was the British imperialism's uh, propaganda machine and then the, the freedom struggles some of the freedom struggles try to challenge the official of uh, AIR uh, by um, 
by starting their underground by starting their underground uh, uh, radio then however the British caught hold of them and then they were all put on trial so that there it ends the the lone challenge of the the lone challenge for AIR officials AIR officials of by the freedom struggles freedom fighters then uh, we see how um, financial difficulties for them force them to come together uh, to come together and to start together and to work together then we also see that uh, how the the rapid growth the rapid growth of uh, broadcasting and also see how people started recognizing their um, people started recognizing radio as a mass medium in india then in april uh, 1976 Durasan was dealing from uh, Air India uh, radio because it, it uh, because radio was looking as if the poor brothers of uh, Durasan so they start functioning on their own uh, separately okay that's all uh, uh, I have for today do tune in tomorrow for more developing talks on MU channel with me Dalung Shankar Ling goodbye for now